0: Look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More than money with the Popowitch Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with David Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money new survey of Albertans just found that patients are generally pretty satisfied with the care that they're receiving from their their family doctor. But there were some areas of concern, Faisal. Mm-hmm. I mean, healthcare clearly is a, is a, uh, a topic that is becoming increasingly important to this demographic that we call baby boomers as they're getting a little bit older, right? You're going to visit the doctor maybe a little bit more than they used to. Yeah. And the people I think are getting sensitive to that, right? Anyways, we've got a terrific guest to help us understand a little bit about the survey results and, uh, what if anything can be done to improve the areas where some deficiencies were identified. We have Dr. Patrick Carr, who is the president of the Alberta Medical Association joining us. Patrick, thank you for joining us today.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me.
0: So let's, let's just talk a little bit about the recent study um, and about uh, you're looking, you're surveying, I guess, Albertans just to try to find out a little bit about the satisfaction level that they have with their family doctors. And maybe just give us a high level summary of what the, survey, uh, what the survey found.
1: Well, thanks. Uh, so let me start by saying, first of all, that it's, uh, the survey is done through albertapatients.ca, which is our online community, which has really provided us some, uh, some great input that we share with uh, both the Alberta Medical Association and our partners as well. So albertapatients.ca has about 5,000 members now, and that number is growing. And they really do provide us with uh, a valuable uh, insight into the care they receive and uh, how they perceive the medical system. So we're always looking for more people to join, but we're very happy with the results of this survey because it showed uh, that the vast majority of patients really are pleased with the care they're receiving from their general practitioners.
0: And it was, uh, and that's good, that's, uh, I mean, that's terrific in in the sense that um, people are generally happy. There was some frustrations identified uh, in the survey. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, the non-medical insights around uh, delays in appointments and access uh, were really very helpful. And uh, so, so the number one job for physicians is obviously focusing on patient health and care. But mm-hmm. sometimes the, uh, the softer non-medical elements, like explaining why a clinic may be running behind or why your appointment is not on time, uh, may seem like less of a priority. But the survey shows that, uh, that those things really do matter to patients, and there's fairly simple things that doctors can do to help improve them. For example, in the survey, uh, those who uh, found the wait times to be acceptable – uh, many more had an explanation as to why the clinic was running behind, whereas those who found the weights more unacceptable didn't receive that explanation. So, uh, so it's, it's quite clear that patients do understand uh, some of the difficulties in terms of uh, managing a large patient population. I will say, though, that uh, one interesting finding from the survey came that uh, the level of satisfaction and, uh, and level of care improved when patients had a really strong relationship with a family doctor, mm-hmm. and so, uh, so we 're looking at ways that we can help strengthen that relationship with patients
0: What, what do you attribute? Is it just a personal relationship it 's the amount of time a, a physician's spending with uh, with a patient, or I guess i 'm asking you anecdotally is there any conclusion yeah, you can draw there
1: I think it 's all of those. Um, we found that satisfaction with care was much higher when a patient had a relationship with one family doctor versus multiple family doctors. So I think that probably speaks to the relationship between the, uh, the patient and the a, and a doctor, in terms of the doctor understanding their history better, getting to know the, the patient better, and the social factors that may be influencing their care. And so I think all of that plays a role in improving care and improving satisfaction.
0: The one area, when I was reading at least the, the summary, the, the issue around uh, after hours care there seemed to be some uh, some concern some frustration around that what did you guys discover
1: so i I think that's one thing that we're uh uh we're exploring with our primary care leaders so uh primary care networks or pcns are are really becoming the foundation of primary care and there is some inconsistency with those in availability for after hours care Recently, we uh, just ratified an agreement with the PCNs, an overall structural agreement that should hopefully provide uh, or help us provide some more consistency with our primary care networks in terms of after hours access. So that is an area that we recognize that, uh, that we're going to work on.
0: Yeah, I mean, doctors have lives too, I suppose, uh, Faisal, yeah. right? But um, I guess there's ways, there's yeah, processes. You can't have yeah. your,
2: your family physician <laughs> that you want to have a personal relationship with from a, yeah. with work and, and then 24/7. have them on call 24-7. Yeah. That's not feasible. Like That doesn't make sense to me. There,
1: right? there are a lot of uh, logistical issues that, uh, that need to be sorted out. And uh, very often in primary care networks, family doctors will work as a team. So they'll cover each other. So sometimes patients may get to know many doctors within that team, but... Also, uh, also really have their primary relationship with a single doctor. That being said, primary care networks also involve other health professionals, and very often they're part of the uh, the team as well in the call context that uh, that may be available. So there are a number of ways that primary care networks can address this.
2: Yeah. So one of the things that I read on the on the uh, piece was about um, wait times. Fifty eight percent. Um, of those surveyed were able to visit their doctor within a week, either through walk-in or a scheduled appointment. Now, yep. is that is that acceptable by the patient now? Is that, is that a standard that we're um, accepting, or is that something we just have to live with?
1: Well, the majority found it to be acceptable, but there are, there's always room for improvement. I think it can be difficult at times um, for a doctor to uh, determine or, the problems a patient may want to present with and and uh you know it's always a bit of a balancing act in terms of access for all of the patients versus spending adequate time with any single one patient and so I think that's uh, a bit of a struggle that doctors uh, uh will always have I don't think there's any way around that but uh, but in terms of managing weights for appointments I think that's another thing that we can examine and see if there's ways we can do it better
0: we often, um, we've often we done lots of, uh, I guess, interviews with various medical professionals in Canada, outside of Canada, and there's often comparisons made uh, to other medical systems around the world. I'm just curious as to, you know, as the president of the Alberta Medical Association, what, kind of what's on the top of mind for you, Patrick, in terms of what are you thinking about to improve the service to Albertans?
1: Well, I think we're looking at a number of factors. I think with our recent amending agreement, physicians really seeing are seeing themselves more and more as stewards of the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. So that's ensuring quality access for patients. That's obviously job one. But as well, managing our resources properly so that, uh, so that the system remains sustainable. Because really, I think our healthcare care is second to none in the world. I think, uh, I think physicians and other health professionals do a great job for our patients. But there are always rooms for improvement and potentially efficiencies that we can realize that will make the system better and make sure it lasts into the future. So I think that's where our big focus is, is, uh, is providing that quality care while balancing the sustainability
0: yeah I don't think anybody would disagree with that. We wish you luck in terms of being able to you know take advantage of some of those uh systemic problems and and improve those efficiencies and i want to thank you very much for taking some time with us today
1: my pleasure thank you for having me
0: We have been joined by
1: Dr. Patrick Carr, who
0: is the president of the Alberta Medical Association and the health bucket the health bucket is a is a piece of the uh the overall retirement picture quality of life quality of care right all of these things feed into the to the quality of the lifestyle that you're going to experience in retirement.
2: Yeah, you know, there's three parts to your, your health that we need to kind of focus on. And when I sit down with my clients on their health bucket, we talk about what are you going to do for preventive care? Now, that could be as simple as getting a gym membership all the way through working with your, your family physician and other specialists. There, There's also your day-to-day needs like medical and dental costs that are going to come through. Then there's the long-term care issues. like What happens if you're in a long-term care facility or if you need long-term home care? Those are all going to have in my opinion, out-of-pocket expenses. How do you pay
0: for that? What are the situations? The what-ifs start to come up. So, Faisal, we're going to talk about the health bucket and how to properly plan for that as you move through retirement uh, at our next seminar, which is going to be held on Tuesday, July the 25th, 7 o'clock, at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. To register for that, give us a call at 966-8400 or online at morethanmoneyradio.com. And just a quick reminder that you can access any of our past segments that we cover on More Than Money at our website, morethanmoneyradio.com, or you can have them delivered directly to you by searching for More Than Money, in brackets, CHQR, on iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money
3: Canada.